Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Edit audio. Hey, folks. All right. Last week, we dropped the first half of our very first well-adjusting live show. That's right. Steph and I got together at a bar in Brooklyn. We brought our audio equipment, and we went into the crowd looking for folks with problems. And we got so many people that we had to split the episode up into two. So here is part two. And I'm going to tell you something. It is chock full of chat. And my wife, Mary, comes out of hiding to talk about how to give feedback to your partner. Ooh. Okay, enough from me. Here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin Hopkins, and this is Well Adjusting, where I talk to people about life stuff, but not in an NPR way. It's more like we're at the bar, having cocktails, getting into your business sort of way. It's, it's giving drunk NPR. Oh, and producer Steph is here, too. Hello. All right, so this is very exciting. For the first time in well-adjusting history, we have my wife, Mary Littell. I made her come. <laughs> she did not want to leave the house. I never do. Mary, first, I want to know, I don't know if I want to hear your problems because they're probably going to be me. But Steph, <laughs> I, wanna, I have some questions. <laughs> oh, I, I want to know, it. number one, if you listen to well-adjusting. Put it up to your face. And <laughs> not the backseat mic directing. Yes. I'm the backseat everything director to Mary. And Poor number Mary. two, if you think everything that Robin says about you is true. Oh. <laughs> oh, the second one is a very loaded question. I will say most of the time Robin says, Poor Mary. I think I listened to all of the first season and then she lost focus. I yeah, but the, it's like when there's a break, it's hard for me to get back into it. Yeah. I'm not commuting anymore. So you live with Robin, so yeah. like I don't know if I would want to listen to her after that also. But. I don't want to listen to me and I live with me. <laughs> you know, I'm there with all of my advice all the time. And then yeah. there's Mary, and this is Mary's general advice for almost every problem. Go, Mary. <laughs> None of it matters. We're all gonna die soon anyway. That's pretty much my outlook. I'm a dark person. She's a catastrophizer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I think a better question for me would be... Whoa! (laughs) Shots fired! Damn, we are backseat producing now. now She always does. She always does. (laughs) But would be, what is my advice for somebody that's in a relationship with somebody that's doing a lot of very creative pursuits? Oh, Isn't that's that a, a great question? question. That is such a good okay, question. Okay, Steph, you go first, because everything I say is going to be completely loaded to our relationship. 
Oh, I don't know if I can give that advice. I'm always the creative. <laughs> what is well, your what advice you for the people that you date need? you? Yeah, what do you need? How would you like to be supported? That's a question I've always That's wanted you to ask me. I would love to know the answer to in general. So with yeah, that as a preface, I like when people give me words of affirmation that aren't shitty. Not like everything you do is amazing, honey. Like, no, I don't do everything that's amazing. Oh, Some stuff uh-oh. is shit. But like, be like, but. this is great, but, or that's so interesting that you're doing this. Like, can I read it later? If you don't have time for it, then like, See, that's don't, what don't I feel like away. I do. Because I feel like if you're just like a cheerleader 100% of the time, it's like it goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't mean anything. I agree. But then I always hear people when they're like, if your partner says like, do I look good in this? You just say, yes, you will look amazing, honey. And that's it. Well, mine is just compliment. Mine is compliment sandwich. Mine is compliment sandwich. If you want to give a creative a harsh note, you got to say a couple of nice things up front. If you got to be a little kind with the feedback. That's called a shit sandwich in the corporate world. (laughs) Yes, a this shit sandwich. This is our friend Lisa who just dropped by. Lisa, what's that called? A shit sandwich in the corporate world. I do think Correct. also acknowledging like you are creative, but you're not an expert in the same ways that exactly. Robin's creative in. And so acknowledging that before any criticism is always helpful because I will always do that just in the world. Like I'll be like, well, I'm not an expert at... I was going to say scripting. I am. I'm not an expert at <laughs> painting. Painting. So like, I'll give you feedback. Like, mm-hmm. I really like this, but I think it's like a little too like in the blue zone and it's evoking this feeling from me. Was that your yeah. intention? Making it like yeah. a conversation and being like, and I'm not the expert you are. So then you can be like, no, that wasn't the intention. And you're obviously <laughs> dumb. Well, now we've talked about this a lot because we had a couple therapists who told us that you always give what you want from the other person. And so like, mm. like Mary will sometimes show me designs that she's done for work. And then she'll be like, look at this. And, and then she'll show me like 20 of them. And I'm words, I'm not pictures. So I'm looking at 20 pictures and I'm like, I hope this one's not hers. So I'll always just be like, which one's yours? And then I'm like, that's great. Like, this is why your opinion is Almost but I valueless because but I you don't. If I had more expertise in that area, then I would be able to say to you, like, okay, look, I love what you've done here. Let's take it. Let's yeah. say you wrote something. I would be like, I love the intention of this story. Mm. I love the thing, but it could just maybe be trimmed down a little bit, and I could see a couple areas if you want my help where they might want to be trimmed. Did you just see her eyes go up? Did you just see that? <laughs> When Wait, I say anything, she doesn't like her in eyes. Theory, I, like think it's like, in theory, I think it's like Robin the... and Steph history. We have now totally taken over this conversation when we asked Mary for her advice. <laughs> no, she asked us for advice. I did. I that said was, oh. my question was, was question. for you guys. Oh, like, I thought you were going to give us advice. No, 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 no. It was her like, advice was you... it all sucks. You're gonna we're all gonna die. That was yeah, her advice. That was my my really advice great would advice. be be honest with me, but make it like cute. Be sweet be to cute, me. Honest. Be sweet and honest. Like don't just like sugarcoat everything, but do like give me some sugar. Oh, wait, give her a mic. Yeah. Wait, Lisa's in on this conversation. Hold on. So being able to tell your partner, give hard feedback, but be kind about it. Right. And just for the record, that's all I ever say I want. That is not what I want. I don't want you look fat, but be nice about it. I want like. Well, but if it's okay, like, well, let's take it out of the personal. If you wrote something and it wasn't your best work. Not I even want, that, though. I want like. I want her I real feelings. I love that outfit, but I don't like these pieces together because it makes this look different. Or you look taller like, that's, in this That's a thing. cute, but it's just maybe not. That's not the most flattering thing. Yeah. But I'm saying like, let's say it's something you put your work into and you're like, I believe in this. I want you to say, look. 
I see what you're trying to do here. I think there's some funny parts and I think there's this and it's a little rambly for me, but I just, you gotta like, if you're giving that kind of hard criticism for my ego, I just want a little, I want a little coding around it. Yeah, me too. That's all. Especially like I make really weird, like if I think about art, art, which I'm like more sensitive about, Mm. I think I don't want as much negative feedback. Like I don't want critique, but I also think that I don't think people understand it as much. You know, like I have yeah. that like hurt artist feeling where yeah. I'm like, I'm making like a, I'm 16, the world. a 16 speaker poem that is actually not word based at all. It's like entirely made out of like sewage sounds. <laughs> and then I want someone to like come through and be like, amazing. amazing. Like, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not yeah. asking for you to like sounds. understand, but I, think, I am asking for like but some niceness. Art is very subjective. Yes. Yes. So... Where does that leave the non-artist? Well, okay. So in our particular relationship, we are both artists, just different mediums. But I would call myself the non-artist in her graphics world. Where it leaves me is I can't give her a lot of feedback. I just can't because I don't know what I'm saying. I'm like, they all look red. Like, it's just like, oh, that one has a lot of words. Like, I can't. <laughs> right. And the, and the things that are like my paintings that are very personal to me, it's only for me to see and be with. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not meant oh, that for... that was such a more eloquent way of what I just said about general the consumption. <laughs> well, your sewage sounds were meant for the public, and mine are not. They're like something that I felt like I needed to do for whatever reason, and it's done, and I don't care if anybody gets it. But, but in a, a lot of people who create art in any form, that's how it is. You work in a vacuum. You work alone yeah. most of the time, so other people you're Did not you make getting your feedback. Right. Did you make I, the thing you intended to make? That's what yeah. I, that's usually what I'm coming from is did I like I had a vision in my heart was I able to get yeah. it on paper. And so my thing is I go to Mary because I know she knows story. Poor Mary. Since COVID, like every at home audition, I'm like, baby, we got an audition. Get out here. <laughs> and then I, like, it is I, I acknowledge it is a tight rope for her to walk because of like I want her feedback, but I want it in a certain way. I acknowledge that. Right. And then it's like if I'm feeling sensitive, like I'm going through like, oh, my God, I fucking suck. If she says something. Like, I am like, I didn't need that feedback right then. It's like, and that's not helpful. I acknowledge that. I think that all of us could be better at asking the question instead of like, what do you think about this? Be like, hey, I tried to write this piece where I want it to be even on both sides. Did it show like both right. perspectives to you? Or, hey, I made this music piece, like, but I think the drums are a little quiet. Can you hear the drums in this? Or can you like identify when that's happening? Right. Or like, I made this painting. I want it to like evoke sadness. Do you feel sad when you look at it? Like whatever the thing is. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Like, do you, how do you feel like, because you're an artist now doing stained glass. Lisa's now doing stained glass in her retirement. How does Jennifer support you in that? Does she just like, whatever, they're all fine. I like them all. Or is she like, this one in particular speaks to me? Like, what's her responses to you? That's pretty. That's pretty. Valueless, in other words. Well, like, like Steph's saying, it depends on what your intention is. Yeah, it's Do you it's want- a hobby. It's I wouldn't call myself an artist. Oh, you're wrong. I, I you am are. a hobbyist. No. Wait, um, what I just saw that you just made. But I'm still. Mary's what I, I still that. find is so interesting with creative people. Like 
If you work in an office, you're getting feedback every day. All day All long. day long. Right. You know right. when you messed up. You know, hopefully, but you're you, when you've done clients, something well. Your boss, right. the right. But the difference leads. is you're not invested in an emotional and like a soulful way. Like Steph and her garbage sounds. She had this vision. She wanted to make it. She wanted to create the vision. She took it from her head. She was like, this sound will be great for the garbage sounds. And then she put it out and she was thinking it's going to evoke something. When, I, when I'm working at Citibank and someone puts four folders on my desk, I'm just like, I got to move these four folders over to your desk now. But I will say, <laughs> yeah. Mary, she makes everything I do better. So I am thankful for that. It's just, yeah. I just want some of it a little Marriage, nicer. y'all. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> what is your name? Adrian. Hello, Adrian. What is your question? Well, I just became single Ooh. for the first time in... 12 years. Holy shit. I was with the same partner for 12 years, which is a long time. Yes. Amicable separation for the most part. I just felt like I needed to like grow in certain ways, etc. But I haven't been single since I was like 23. And I'm like, what does it mean to like casually date and seriously date? And when do I start dating again? And how long do I need to be single? And it's very confusing right now because I feel like I need to be alone for a little while. But it's also scary being alone. And I'm also like 36 now and don't want to be alone for mm. too terribly long. Yeah. Wow, know. that's a lot. First of all, I'm sorry. I mean, it sounds like you might have been the instigator of the separation, yes. but still, I think there's a lot of people who think that just because you were the one who said, let's call it, that you won't have feelings, and that's not true. No, no, no. I mean, it took me a long time to come to this decision because I just, like, how much it, I knew it was going to hurt me yeah. to go through with this. Just today, we sold our couch, actually, and, like, Ugh. watching the couch leave our apartment because we're getting ready to move. We're actually still living together right now. You're actually what? Still living together right I now? I thought you said we're actually sleeping together right now. I was like, this question took a turn. <laughs> no. You're still living. By the way, that's a very New York City thing. I like know. Like to break up and you can't get out of the lease or you can't afford your own place yet or you haven't figured out your next move. Like that's a, And then to be broken up in the same space is very difficult. I wish we were still sleeping together because right now we're like switching off on a blow-up mattress in the living room. Oh, jeez. So, but... And, <laughs> We'll, we'll have a real bed in there soon. But we just got rid of the couch today in order to accommodate that new real yeah. bed. And But watching the couch go, I was like, oh, my God. Like, seeing symbolic. more of our life get kind of just broken down, deconstructed, and get carted away. It's It's been rough. Well, my first question is, is it possible for you to stay someplace else or no? Well, I did initially, like, in the immediate. We were both looking for apartments. And then yeah. it beca- kind of became clear. We were like, hey, let's not settle for something shitty. Uh, instead, let's like just kind of figure out how to live together for a little while so that we can both be in a better financial position. And Okay, so already there's logistics and then there's feelings. Yes. So in terms of these logistics that you've set up, first of all, how long is a little while? Do you have a time frame on it? And, and I already can tell by your eyes that you don't, which is a recipe for disaster. You know, we haven't sat down in a definite time frame. Um, he's working on uh, selling some property that he owns okay. to get in a better financial position. 
Do you own or you rent? We we rent. Okay. We, like we have a projected timeline, but then there is a part of me that's like, okay, well, what if snags do come up and then yeah. that property doesn't get sold and then when do I say, hey, I just have to leave regardless? I will say also, it's not as easy as like one person leaving, like one person finding an apartment, like Adrian could find an apartment, yeah, but then the partner's stuck, stuck with that right. lease for a one bedroom. That's the, like, this is the, logis- super this is the logistics side. Afford. Yeah. So it's, so it's like, I'm just trying to paint that picture for like non-New Yorkers. It's yes. like neither of them can afford the place on their own. Right. So like it's, but so then it's the screwing question over becomes, the other person if you leave too. Yes, but... There is always something that can be done. I've moved 19 times in New York City. Actually, 22 times. I moved 19 times in a 10-year period. Oh, my gosh. You can always get out of a lease. You can always get someone to take over your lease, especially the rental market is very hot right now. There's not a lot. So what happens is the emotions come in, and you don't want to hurt the person further, or you don't want to have tough conversations. And so then logistics don't get handled and the first thing I would tell you is when you two are in a space where you're talking well and you're open to have a conversation that's like we have to really look at this I think beyond 90 days is not going to be whatever your number is I didn't mean that to be your number that's that's about right (laughs) beyond 90 days we're not going to be actually doing a thing that's healthy for us so in 90 days are we going to each both have have gotten another place or if that hasn't happened at 45 days are we going to both try to find someone to rent this place and then each spread like the logistics have to happen yeah no i'm honestly i'm my my head is kind of spinning right now because the way you said that i was like oh yeah we already turned our apartment into a two-bedroom if one of us had to leave early we could totally find a subletter people sublet all the time in this city. And also to a profit in this city. Yeah. But the fact that that hadn't occurred to you means that your emotions are running the show. Oh, yeah. Of course they are. You've been together for 12 years since you were 24 years old. That's a big thing. So I'm suggesting that you first get your logistics in a row. And then as soon as you do that, then we can come over here up to what to do. And the first thing is... Get your own fucking place. Yeah. How do you date? Yeah. How do you think about moving on emotionally? How do you think about setting up your next step when you're coming home to your partner and doing this whole, oh, uh, were you using the kitchen? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you having someone over? That shit's weird and uncomfortable. And I did it for a short period of time in my relationship right before Mary. Like there was a breakup and we had to leave and it was awkward and no moving on was happening. Yeah. And I think honestly, today, when I saw that couch being moved out, it really reminded me of how little my life has changed in like any practical ways since the breakup happened and how much needs to happen before I can truly move to that next stage, being able to like move into some new space, some new headspace. And I sh- I should add a caveat here. We're, we were actually polyamorous before okay. the breakup happened. So we were going on some dates, but it's it's different it's now. It's different. Because now that's There like, was an understanding. And also when we came home, we still came home to each other. And now when we come home, we're not coming home to that anymore. And it's like, I don't know how to engage with you in this home anymore in a way that 
feels right yeah. right now. I mean, and Steph, I'm, I'm looking at you for this because I know that sometimes for this kind of a question, my answer is always going to be like, get the fuck out. Because my first instinct my, with my childhood was always run. I know myself, I can't stay in a situation that's really unhappy and find peace. I can't even think about my next thing because I'm too much like whatever fight we had. There's an energy that's in the apartment. So my advice is clouded by that. I'm the first to say that. So for anyone else who's rational, set a timeline, have it be as cohesive as you can. And, but I think it's set boundaries for yourself. Whatever it is that it's set up so you're not leaving somebody holding a bag, that's reasonable. I love the thing that you said about like logistics emotions and like tying the emotions into the logistics. Cause like if I were in your position, I'd be afraid to be like, let's both try to get a place by February 1st. I'd There's be something afraid real about that to broach that. Right. Yeah. Because it makes it real. It's like another like iteration of the couch leaving. It's, it's like, it's fuck the couch me, times you know? five. It's yeah. another threshold to yeah. cross. It's the final threshold. Yeah. I've been dreading that threshold because I know once we actually move out, there's going to be so much more grieving to do. Because yeah. that's when like our lives together like truly like, that's when enters they a new phase. Yeah. Well, I heard the most incredible thing today on a, like, on a 12-step meeting. This woman, she said something to the effect of like, the behaviors I had that I was hurting myself were so much worse than the fear I had of helping myself. And I was like, that is fucking brilliant and powerful. And I feel like that applies here. Yeah. Like, as hard as the couch is, as hard as it's going to be to completely leave, that's going to be so much less than sitting in what you're sitting in. Yes. Yes. But And I want to say this one thing, because what I think is so incredible about your question is what just happened here is what so often happens on Well Adjusting is that a person comes in with a question and it's almost never actually about that question. However, let's have a magic wand and wave it and put you past the logistics where you are out, have your own space, and then let's answer that question of what is next. What's the first thing you want? The thing that I'm most excited about is like curating my own, like, what does Superman call it? His like, um, I've, I'm not gonna use the term man cave, but. Like what, curating your space. What I'm most excited about is like curating a space that is entirely mine without compromising it with anybody else. Just like putting up the art that I want, not putting up the art that I don't want, doing yoga, whenever I want to without having to worry about like taking up anyone else's space, cooking in the kitchen without having to worry about it actually tasting any good because I'm just Making cooking for exactly myself. exactly what you want. So you already kind of know, like you already have your first two steps in front of you. And I firmly believe you do those two steps, the windows, the doors, the sliding glass doors, the French doors, they all open. Because then you're in a different place and you're happy and you're open and then you're in a place of like, what do I want in this space? Who do yeah. I want in this space? What's next for me? What do I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you get to those things without first having those first two steps? That's, that's totally point? true. Thank you. The term I was looking for was Fortress of Solitude, by the way. Fortress oh, I of love Solitude? That. Su Superman's Fortress of Solitude. Yes, yes. I love that. That's way better than Man Cave. You came in with a question about dating. 
I don't think from what you've said that you will have any issues being open to dating. But the thing that you needed and that you're most excited about is to like find your you, give back to you and establish like your ground for like building these other things. And I think once you do that, it will come. I think you're doing great. I, I think do too. I think it's a little collapsed and you need to separate some things out. You need to just handle your logistics and then set your life up and then come on while adjusting again. My God, yeah. Will you come on? Part two. I would love to. Obviously. Hi, I'm Claudia. Okay, Claudia, what is your question today? What are you here to talk about? Oof. Okay, so I'm recently out of a long-term relationship, oh. and I just moved to the city, like, two weeks ago. Oh, my God, welcome! For, uh, like, seasonal work, but if I can stay here, that would be pretty ideal. So, I don't know, I guess my question is, uh, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> <laughs> It was, I guess I should give a little bit more info. It's like an eight-year-long relationship. I got out of it like last month. I'm from the South. I'm from Tennessee. I got seasonal work up here and like had a friend to stay with. But yeah, I, I really don't know how to navigate being here. And also, I guess this is a bigger, more interesting question how to navigate being single as a woman for the first time because I came out in the relationship about two years ago. So you have a lot on your plate. (laughs) Uh All right, so my first questions are always logistical questions. You have work because you said it was seasonal and you have a place to stay that's long-term. Those are your first obstacles. Somewhat long-term, from my understanding. It's actually the people who um, broke my egg, so to speak, if you're familiar with TransLingo, but I hadn't seen them since the night they broke my egg. (laughs) So, like, I came out the next day. I'm 53, so I'm going to need an explanation of broke my egg. Okay, so... An egg is a trans person who's not out or, like, either they don't know that they're trans yet or just, like, aren't comfortable coming out yet. And so when someone, like, breaks your egg, it's kind of they convince you to come out of the closet for being trans. Okay, okay. All right, so keep going. It's nice to see them again. I had a very fun moment of, like, a... Look what you did to me, because I hadn't (laughs) seen them since the night before I came out. But it's also, yeah, I'm just, like, new to the city. I'm a mom also. Okay. And so I'm really just kind of trying to figure out how to find work after my seasonal work and then maybe stay here longer term. Okay. Like, in a way, I can bring my kids with me. So that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, so, okay, do you feel comfortable saying what your seasonal work is or no? And it's okay Absolutely. If no. I okay. wanted to plug it anyway. Please do. It's for an organization called Trans Santa. Okay. And oh. so what we do is we take submissions from trans youth and we post their, like, letters semi-anonymously with uh, an Amazon gift registry onto Instagram. And so in that way, we connect them with donors who can anonymously buy them gifts. 
Oh, for I the holiday that. season. I love that. So it's something I'm like super passionate about. A friend of a friend named Kyle started that. Kyle. I know I Kyle. I love Kyle. Oh my God. By the way, of course Steph knows the person Kyle who... bought me these socks. <laughs> last year because I couldn't work it. Is there networking you can be doing? Because you want to bring your kids up. You want to stay. Again, you got to deal with the logistics. You have to have housing. You have to have work. That's what I was hoping for is some sort of networking. But there's only three of us working this year. So, no, <laughs> there's not really that much networking opportunity. Well, you can learn networking skills. Like, all right, you already now have a connection to Steph. You now have a connection to Kyle. So, these are two people that you can start doing what I love to call informationals, where you sit down and you say, okay, Kyle, you know my skill set. I work for you. I love you. You love me. Like, who should I talk to? What would you say would be a good opportunity? And start meeting with people to build your network and to start to look for job opportunities. Yeah, that's well, How does true. that sit with you? Well. Because you made a I, face. I, I, sorry. I, yeah, I definitely did make a face. Um, I love that, though. I, I love to, like, look <laughs> for people's faces because you know how it lands based on their face. Before I even moved up here, part of, like, the initial part was, like, hopefully finding work and so that was one of the first things I said to him and doesn't really have any sort of opportunities that he knows of so now I'm very much in a place of like what do I do with having like no job experience over the past several years and also being in a new city yep and also everything has fucking changed in the last three years Including myself and everything about myself. So. Yeah. I will say, when I feel like I'm terrible at doing something, I give myself a goal. Robin told me that I don't put myself out there with dating. Or, I did say that. Or with, like, my business. I did say that as well. But I put myself, like, way out there in other aspects of my life. So I was like, okay, I'm hearing that. I recognize that. And I was like, every week I'm going to try to do three things that are like putting myself out there in those two buckets and it can be any combination and it doesn't have to be something bananas like I wasn't going on three dates a week maybe one thing to me was like downloading an app like that's enough it's just like a step like three steps towards something and like if your goal is to like live here and have work what are your three things you're doing every week towards that yeah. And it could be anything. It could be literally, like, doing this. It could be, yeah, because, by the way, you've made a connection tonight. This well, one is so connected so. in a network yes. that's, like, amazing. But, like, it could be, like, researching LinkedIn. Research is safe. And then it could be, like, behind the wall of safety of, I sent an email to someone. I'll tell you, almost anyone, I say almost, and the only reason I say almost is because sometimes people show up in a way that's wildly unprofessional. But anyone who emails me in a professional way and says, I'm just wondering, would you meet with me? I will always do a a video call or like a phone call and just offer whatever advice I might be able to help. I know there are people, especially in our community, in the LGBTQ community, most people in our community want to hold people up. So reaching out to people and just saying, this is who I am and these are my goals hey, maybe I'm not the right person to talk to, but guess what? I just thought of Steph. And I want to ask you this question. Okay. What's your fear here? 
Okay. Do you mean my fear about what in the city or my fear with moving forward in general? Now I want you to answer it both ways. But my what I meant first was in what we're suggesting, what's your fear around it? Okay, so like as a trans woman who is closeted for like 32 years, um, I'm also adopted, which like plays into the sort of fear-based. Yeah, for sure. Like personality. And so it's very much sort of based in a fear of things not working. Yeah. I'm also autistic and like the big thing of that for me is that it's like planning and goals are always very hard for me. Yes. Because I like fall apart when they sure. don't happen. And then to like correct for that, I overcorrected and now I'm entirely a go with the flow type of person. Yeah. But I can't do that too much, especially as a parent. Sure, sure. And so it's like, I have to have some amount of planning. Yes. That's why I did like the two buckets and like any step is a step. It's less about actually the thing that I'm doing towards it. It's more about making sure that it's in my head is something I want to do every week. You know, and so sometimes the thing is texting Robin like, hey, do you know anyone I should talk to? And sometimes the thing is going on a planned out date. Like they're wildly different amounts of energy, but it's mostly just like, am I doing something towards this bucket that I want to fill in my life every week? And that is easier for me because then you, you can't really fail. It's more like a mindset thing. Even if you think about it, that's a step towards it. Yeah, I've been taking my own sort of like baby steps in that direction, which is yeah. just like, being on dating apps and also really realizing I don't have to be searching for long-term monogamous relationship or like that type of connection with people. I'm really here just trying to meet more people. Yeah. And so I'm well, it's prioritizing been a little better your about opening up in that way. Yes. Yeah. Prioritizing goals. Well, and especially like, and do you have support? Like, so you said that you're autistic. So do you have support for that so that you know how to like break no. through things so that might but be it's like it's it's something that it's no, i, I realized later like straight up like i nope. realized later in life and so it's just like i have other friends and one of my roommates is also another trans woman who like very much has the same type of autism as me that's support then it is you you have a lot on your plate my instinct is just to say slow it all down and just one thing at a time in the way that you can tackle it and to put support in place because right now you have some support but maybe some more would be helpful i'm trying to do that but it's definitely by the way we all are yeah <laughs> i mean i'm saying something yes. that's so hard it sounds so simple but it's so right. difficult that's yeah that's exactly the thing is it sounds easier to take something on one at a time, yeah. but you can't stop your brain from thinking about all of it at once. Well, that's why the I think maybe the first line of defense might be helping you find someone who can help work with your brain. Like we had, we yeah. did a, we did an episode in season two with this guy Myron, and he was autistic, and he was so fucking wonderful, and he's actually a coach. All he talked about 
was the ways that he understood how to work for his brain. And he spent half the episode talking about the way he had the camera set up, the lighting, so that it wouldn't send him over here, over here, over here, over here, and how he learned how to work with himself. Like, Myron would be an amazing connection for you. So yeah. we have two Look at connections today. No, and, I love that. And like maybe prioritizing that might be helpful so that then you could then find a system to say, okay, now how do I find a job? Yeah, I gotta say, I think you're right on that one. Even though I was kind of like pushing it off because it's like in a new city that I know I'm not gonna be at in for long. That why doesn't not? change. We don't know. At this point, we don't I know. I mean, the why not is mostly just that I don't have a place for my kids in the immediate. And as like a stay-at-home mom, I was like the main person parenting them. You can do it. It just may not look exactly how you want, but just focusing on what are the most important things. And maybe the most important thing is getting support so you can process it. Then the second most important thing is connections and, and building things out. And then the third most important thing is planning. It's like, it, it can be overwhelming to think that way, but I think it's far more overwhelming to be in the day-to-day and be ricocheting around like a pinball. Big agree there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so much thank for you. sitting down with us. I can't wait to hear what happens for you. You have to keep in touch with us. Okay, I will. Yeah, honestly, thank you for having me. I... I feel like I kind of needed this as like a sort of partial venting. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. All right, we're hugging now. Oh, boy. Woo! So the people of Brooklyn, we got some shit. We have I'm some telling shit going you. on. Who would have thought that a people filling a bar on a Tuesday evening might have some issues? But yeah, I think it's maybe implied in that. <laughs> Although we're the ones like with the drinks and the I'm, issues. I can too. always. Yeah. The day of the week does not matter for me to have an excuse to go out with a friend. Amazing. Well, I just <laughs> I want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who got personal and vulnerable tonight and what a joy it was to pick apart your problems while we had cocktails at the bearded lady yes thank you bearded lady and what an amazing way to end season three that's it that's is the end of I can't season even, three I, I, how did that even happen i truly have no idea but a lot of work and a lot of care and people behind i know it. <laughs> and a lot of like my eyebrows falling out but listen <laughs> we do have to say we're on a little bit of a hiatus now but we are going to be back in march sometime Yay. in march we'll keep you posted on that and if, you know, if you want to be on the show in the meantime, you can hit me up at Real Rob Hops on all the socials, or you can email us at hello at editaud.io. That's E-D-I-T-A-U-D.io. If in the meantime you miss us, just listen to our back catalog. Listen, we are we have always three there seasons. for you. Three seasons full of back episodes that you can listen to. Until then, I would say stay well, take care. I don't know. What's a final thought? Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> For more Robin, and you may need that, you probably don't need it, but like if you do, you can follow me at Real Rob Hops on all the platforms, all the socials, as the kids today say. Well Adjusting is an Edit Audio original series. It's exec produced by Steph Colburn and Robin Hopkins. Our producer and editor is Maria Passingham, and our production manager is Kathleen Speckert. Thank you to the entire Edit Audio team and to you for listening. Oh, hey, before you take out those AirPods, this show is just for entertainment. If you are in need of help, please, please, please reach out to a professional. Go ahead and get that help. You deserve it.